Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the third episode of Bebe Kumi. And for everyone that's new to this podcast, my name is Francesco. On this podcast, we talk about everything, anything that has to do with food and beverage industry on the island. So guys, as you guys can see, we got some brands joining us on, on this podcast today. We got Sir Atmos and Double Dutch. Sir Atmos is a vanilla flavored gin. And it's already won some awards in 2017 Gin Masters. And it's just a delicious gin, delicious gin to go with cocktails and also, of course, a gin tonic. And that's why we have Double Dutch. Double Dutch is a, um, is a brand for tonics and sodas and ginger beer and everything that you really can imagine. So this, this gin for me, it's, it's a very delicious and very smooth and nice gin and balance, very good balance. It's good gin to make cocktails and it's perfect just to, to, make, to drink a gin and tonic with. So... The base are the like, of course, the base of a gin is the juniper berries, but it's almost surrounded for the vanilla. It, it's most important is the vanilla flavor. So you can feel almost every cocktail I make, you taste the vanilla and it's just amazing. And for me, it's, it's just great just to when you make a cocktail and at, at the end, like the, the last taste you have is like vanilla. It's, it's nice. It's very nice. So the, the small uh, the ingredients for this gin is vanilla, juniper berries, of course, cardamom, angelica roots, and ginger and cinnamon. So when I'm making and when I'm making a gin tonic, so if I'm using the double Dutch, the double Dutch uh, Indiana tonic and the Sir Atmos, I'll just put a cinnamon stick in there and orange peel for me. It's just more than enough and just go delicious with that. But when I'm making a cocktail and just like for um, World Cocktail, International Cocktail Day, Cocktail Day, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I made a cocktail and it's, it has the cucumber watermelon flavor and it's that it was just right. And I put a Surinamese um, cherries with that, a syrup, I made a syrup of Surinamese cherries. I put the gin in there and some watermelon cucumber tonic and it's just, it was just perfect. Everything was balanced. Everything tasted great. So that's just insane and just just amazing. So if you guys really want the bottle of you guys, it's a really cool gin to have in the bar at any, at any time to make a cocktail or just for a shelf to put it on top so people can order for a gin and tonic. It's just delicious to have. So if you guys really want to order, just um, if you guys are not on the island, just hit up um, Sir Admins Curacao. You'll find them. You, you can try to get a ball or you can hit me up. So um, while we're on the topic of gin, there's like always a confusion of what is the difference between uh, um, London gin or just normal distilled gin as well. So London gin is a really strict, um, when it starts the process of redistilling, after that process, you cannot add any flavor to the to the gin. So when it's um, redistilling, um, you all you also have the botanicals and all those stuff in the gin because you can't call um, spirit gin without putting juniper berries in it. So you have all your botanicals and, and you're redistilling and after that, you cannot add any flavor, anything else, any botanicals to the gin because then it's just... It doesn't. It it isn't a London dry gin then. So after if you put um, flavoring, fruits, um, infusion, or anything to the gin after you redistill it, then it's called just a, a distilled gin. So 
The Surrey Atmos is just, is just a distilled gin. And I forgot to mention, it. both of these products are from um, Holland. So it's it's pretty cool, right? And um, to going back, I never said what's the topic for for on this for this episode the topic really for this episode is really on bartending and bartenders and also the bar owners restaurant owners and everything else that goes around that portion actually and for me it's very important to go into that and to start like talking about that because it's it's a nice and very informative subject to be talking about so um Something that people really, for me at first, like if you saw the first episode, I was really scared. I was a little scared to be behind a bar or a high volume or maybe just a normal bar because I started as a banquet or event bartender. So for me, it's it was really interesting just to be like behind a bar and know how the flow goes. But it was a really nerve-wracking moment or a process to learn to be multitasking at the same time so for me it was really nerve-wracking and it was really hard to to get into that and you learn along the way and uh, with experience and everything so it's it's something that you really got to work on and to to become a better bartender for me then it's for me it's very important to become a better bartender and to and to keep on raising my knowledge and become more knowledgeable and keep learning because the more you know about your bar and the more you know about the spirits that's behind the bar you can you can upsell and you can teach also or the people that sit in the bar something new that they didn't know and you can upsell some of your drinks because why not like let's say so you have a normal real gin and that's your um your station, you have like your rails and you have all your liquors and those are the, the cheapest or the ones that goes faster. Let's say that and the ones maybe the ones you use to make cocktails. So let's say the cheapest liquors are in the rail. And um you want to upsell your gin. So you are you want the your guests are really a gin person and you want to upsell her and you're like, oh man, just take a look at this uh vanilla infused gin is from Amsterdam is really delicious. It goes good with everything. It's just orange. You can put orange and cinnamon and a little tonic and it goes a long way. You'll get a delicious flavor, smooth, and you get like that vanilla hint at the end. It's just delicious. So you're already upselling your gin. You're upselling. You're trying to make money, you know. So those are the things that on the island, it's you don't see a lot. You don't see a lot of upselling. And it's um, whatever people order. It's okay with them. So um, if, if let's say, I want the gin and tonic, they don't try to upsell it. They're just like, okay, cool. That's cool with me. Just give me the real gin. Because, or uh, let's say, um, if they order gin tonic, they don't ask. They don't try to upsell it because they're like, okay, cool. I'll just give them the, the real gin. And that's it. You, you charge it. You charge them. Um, let's talk about dollars. You charge them um, $9. Me. Meanwhile, you could have charged him $12 for a premium gin, you know, for a premium gin. And you got some, you, you almost got $3 out of that. So those are the things. And those $3 makes a lot of difference um, in, the, in the long term or 
at the end of the night. So those are the things that really have to like start happening or people have just are your I say your workers, your coworkers, your employees or your coworkers has to start doing because if you upsell, it's better for them, it's better for you, you'll get a better tip, of course, because you're letting the you're letting the guests taste something that they never tasted before or they saw it but they never had the they didn't even want it because nobody suggested it. Um, they just want to stay safe, you know. You, you just want to like, oh no, I'm good. I'm good with the the thing I'm used to, you know. So it's it helps people to get a little out of the box with their spirits, their tasting, their taste buds, and everything, and it helps you get more money. So it's a win-win situation for both sides. So those are the things that we really want to uh, focus on and go for it because at the end of the day, is you're winning more money and you're getting tips in the end. So. Um, those are the things that um, bartenders really got to strive for and also waitresses because even um, if, even if a bartender do, does that, it's, if a waiter doesn't do that or they, they, they don't know even, let's say, even if they don't know what's behind your bar, they can make mistakes and they can, it, that can cost you also money and liquor and everything. Upselling is very important for the restaurant industry and even the bar industry. So it's, it's this thing and yeah, hotel, whatever, the restaurant industry. So, um, and those are the things that to get to that point, there, there is also training involved, knowledge, reading, a lot of reading. So for getting knowledge and reading the same thing, but not the same thing. So to get those two, you have to also, for a point or you have to give give a little time on your from yourself to invest in in reading and searching and everything for to to become better as a bartender or as a waiter also trainings i know there's busy times and um low season up seasons and everything and we we just went through another lockdown on the island and the time that was just right to train your employees because it you can't have a perfect time because you're closed i know you're you're not trying to um invest more money but when you open and you want the perfect service or um get more money in you your employees have to be trained and very important your bartenders have to be trained because on the island, there's no bartender school. There's nothing. At least, if you're a cook, you can go to a culinary school on the island, and you can know the basics and everything else. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't go to culinary school, so I don't know how much things they learn there. But at least you can know the basics and everything, and how to cut meat, and with the grain or against the grain, or you know. So um, those are the things that here it it's an effort that put in for training so they can become more knowledgeable so those are very these are very important to go through and do it because there's there's a lot of people doing trainings and you get barista trainings wine trainings wine tasting and trainings um liquor spirits training so it and even though you can get like bar bar essentials essentials um how to even um how to approach a, a customer how to greet a customer, how to talk with a customer, how to upsell your product, 
how to make um, delicious cocktails, how to keep your cocktails consistent. That is the most fucking important thing ever. Consistency. So it's crazy how how different two bars on the same on the same. I say it's crazy how different two bars can taste from each other. So how different the cocktail, the same cocktail, can taste from those two bars. Because let's say I'm not gonna say like uh, the bars um, like let's let me give it like a a bar like Kome gets another it's a different cocktail than a bar in Madero. Those are different places. They're not the same. They're not even close to being the same. So they have their speci- specialties. But at Kome, I'll get a delicious cocktail. But I won't go to Madero to get the same cocktail. Uh, if I go to Madero, I just get a mixer or something chill. So you have to know the balance, but you have, even if you're at Madero, all the bars that's under Madero has to make the same, on the classics, I'm not going to say signatures, but classics, the same way they make the cocktails. Because I can walk, maybe you can walk to Madero, you get a, a mojito. Oh, sweet, nice, delicious, delicious, great. And then you'll walk to whatever, Cabana, and you'll get like another mojito, but it tastes a little more bitter. And, you know, those are different. But the consistency has to be almost the same for me then. And I think that was a bad example. Yeah. Let's say on a, on a hotel premises because I'm working in a hotel business. So on a hotel premises, this, those bars, the bars that, that are on the hotel, in the hotel, has to be the same. The consistency of those bars has to be the same. It doesn't have to differ from those two, let's say a margarita, a mojito, whatever, it has to taste, it has to taste the same. So, um, if, let's say, bar supervisor, bar manager, whatever, makes a, a cocktail book and for what, every, every, sick, every cocktail, every um, classic has to be made like this. So, if a margarita on, on that premises or in that hotel is maybe two ounces lime, two ounces tequila, one one ounce um, simple syrup, one ounce triple sec. It's still a fucking margarita, right? It's still a fucking margarita. It tastes maybe a little on the bitter side, a little on the bitter side, but it's still a margarita, still delicious. And even though the bartender doesn't like the way it's made. They have to do it first like that. And then when a guest asks, like, oh, no, it's too sweet. Can you put some more sugar? You add some more sugar. It's no problem. But that's the way that we do it. But you have to let the, the people, the, our, um, our guests know that that's how we do it. But if you want more sugar, I can put more sugar in it or whatever. Because on the island, people like sweet. People like sweet cocktails, sweet drinks. I went a little too far about two bars. Let's say two bartenders. Those two consistency are for them. It's crazy. For I've been working in bar. I, I worked in the bar. I worked in bars that I can make for me the most delicious cocktail ever. Classic. Let's say uh, margarita, caipirinha, whatever. For me, it's delicious. Like the guest loves it. And when my shift's over, the next day I'm off, and I can I come back the day after that, and. 
the customer will be like, I didn't like the the caipirinha from yesterday from your coworker, um, because it doesn't it doesn't taste the same when you make when you make it it tastes more better it tastes better than when your coworkers makes it so even when I'm not there or another bartender is not there we it it has to say it have to taste the same and that's very important and that's very something that people really or bartenders here really need to get it down because consistency consistency is crazy even when making syrups or shrubs or cordials it has it the, the taste have to stay the same so that's why you you go through checklists that, that that's why you make a a lookbook a cocktail lookbook a syrup lookbook so it can always stay the same so it can have the same amount even if you make a simple syrup one on one one cup water one cup sugar just it's like that everybody has have to make it like that family has don't know i don't know so those are the things those are the things that for me that's very important and consistency consistency is just a key to um for to a great bar actually because even when you're gone you're on vacation you will have your mind will be at ease even uh, yeah then me then because yeah, when i go on vacation my, my mind will go crazy sometimes by just thinking about the bar that some of some of the people they're not making the cocktails right or they're not making it properly and you know so so your mind can be at ease when you go on vacation or anything so you know their your your coworkers are just like going crazy and doing your the shit right you know so for me it's very important for to to stay consistent um going through going through trainings it's it's nerve-wracking and um here people they don't have patience to to do train to do trainings or they don't see the the worth in training because they have already a good bartender but it's not about a good bartender it's about knowing your spirits it's, it's about knowing what you're selling because you you can just get a distributor you have different distributors here and you just get one and then you buy the liquors and then that's it. They don't know how whiskey is made. They don't know how gin is made. They don't know how vodka is made. Um, tequila, mezcal, none of that. Wine. Uh, so a lot of people know how wine is made. Fuck. But, you know, so that's, that's the point I'm trying to get. Because um, if, if you put a little effort into trainings, it will go a long way. And uh, like a good friend of mine, Fabian, he's a bar ambassador. I'm um, bar ambassador, Diageo brand ambassador, and he gives he gives he gives training, and his trainings are crazy good. And if you're buying his products on the volume and everything, whatever you have a restaurant, you're buying his products. He can give the bartenders training, and it's fucking great. And it, there's process through to the trainings to become better and be a better server, better, um, be like a more showman, more knowledgeable. You can be more confident behind, confident behind the bar. And that's very important. To, if you have confidence behind your bar and you know what's going on, you know what, what's going, you know whatever, you know everything that's going on and you know 
um, what type of spirit you have behind your bar because not every bar is the same. Not every bar has the same spirit. Not every bar has the same wine. So if you know everything that's going on behind your bar, you're already a long way. So that that's that's going through the first part of consistency and um, bartending and everything. And for me on this on this episode, I really wanted to talk about that. I really wanted to talk a little more. I want I really wanted to talk about that, and it was on my mind for a time now. And to really get bartenders to start seeking out for training, seeking out for, like, not help, but um, put the ego aside because I'm a really humble guy. For me, I'm I'm really humble guy and really trying to learn from people and suck up everything like a sponge, you know, every information I get, everything that I get, I'm trying to suck it up like a sponge so I can trying to learn more and trying to teach others to become better, become better in the craft, become better in, um, yeah, become better in the craft of bartending, actually. And it's a it's a really slow process uh, for me, then it was a, almost, for me, it was a slow process for about six years. And it takes patience. It takes a lot of patience because at first I, I was winning 10, 10 bucks an hour or less, no, 10 bucks an hour. And it's, it's okay. And afterwards you just work, you work your way through it and, and just take some, you know, some crap and keep on working. People, when you're giving 120% every day, every time, people will acknowledge you and people will see that you're working hard and they will give you a promotion. Or even if the, that owner won't give you a promotion, somebody else will take a look, will see that you're giving your best, giving you 120% and they'll give you a chance to become better, to grow and to to expand and be great, you know? So... Um, that's like a, a thing and bartenders have to be starting to be like very original start to to get your flair into the bartending just don't don't only do whatever or just make a cocktail just to make something or to make um some sweet drink <laughs> but know the reason why you make it know what you put in there does it go good together? Does it or does not? You know, so um, sometimes I I read behind some of the labels of um, brands or a lot of liquors. You get like a cocktail. They put like a cocktail like at the back. And sometimes I just for the fun of it, I'm like, okay, let's try. And, and I just read it. And I'm like, mm, these things don't good, go good together or the balance isn't right or whatever. So I just make I make them and I try them out. And I'm like, oh, oh, this is ass, you know. So, <laughs> and those are the things that really they they really gotta take a look at, especially the part of locals like local um, distillers. Yeah, distillers. Yeah, for me it's just crazy and like awesome to be like in this like group or family bartender family and. It's a small island, but the closer we are as bartenders, the more we we learn from each other and to become better. It's even 
the better for us and be even greater for the island itself. And be we got to be innovative, bringing new stuff, new styles, and keep going even crazier because um, I know like the last years, yeah, last years, year, years, they they didn't put the we have like a like I said in the first comp in the first episode like the competition, and that is something that really pushes you to become better, and it's very important to keep that fire in in the bartender or almost everybody to keep that fire burning. And if you don't have something to like strive for or to learn to um, become better to achieve, the fire will like go out. So. And also, it's it's good to go like make a small competition underling underling with uh, your bartenders. Like, yeah, guys, we we talk about rum this this month. Let's or this today we talked about rum. Um, you know the the where it comes from, um, how it's made, and all those stuff. What type of rum there are, and all the stuff. So. At the end of the month, I really want you guys to make something, a classic, a twist on the classic, and go crazy with it. Those are the things that keep keep your fire going and keep you motivated to create and become better, you know? So it's very important for um, owners and bartenders to come up with ideas to make each other better. So I really wanted to talk about that. So... Um, thank you guys very much for joining me on this glorious episode of Bebe Kumi. We got Sir Admins, the Vanilla Infused Gin, and we got Double Dutch. And Double Dutch, you got so many flavors. You just take a look on their Instagram or their, or their, their, <laughs> uh, take a look on their Instagram um, or their website. And Sir Admins also take a look on their Instagram or their website. Take a look on my, on my Instagram to see the cocktails I'm making with this delicious chin. Um, so yeah, guys, thank you very much. See you guys next time. Deuces. <laughs>